0: Hello everyone and welcome to Rolling Forward. I am your host, Ben Baldieri, and thank you for tuning in. Rolling Forward is dedicated to exploring topics related to mental health and sports and the interplay between the two. I'll be talking to high performers in various areas such as sport, entrepreneurship and business about their experiences with mental health and the struggles they have had, and in doing so, seeking to broaden the dialogue. Mental health is a huge issue which has historically not received the recognition it deserves, so I'm looking to do my bit to change that. My guest today is Richardson Menzel. Richardson is an elite-level Spartan Race competitor who recently represented his country of Venezuela at the Spartan Race World Championships in Lake Tahoe. As a Spartan Race ambassador, Richardson has been part of the burgeoning obstacle course racing scene here in China since the very beginning back in 2016. He continues to be a linchpin in the development of the sport of obstacle course racing here in Asia. In this conversation, we dive into Richardson's experiences on the course and explore his thoughts on the transformative power of obstacle course racing and how anyone can use the Spartan race as a platform to become the best possible version of themselves. Enjoy. Welcome, Richardson. Thank, thank, you. thank you very much. Thank you. Now, we've just walked up from the metro, and the first thing that I've noticed is your hand in bandages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how
1: how did this happen? <laughs> well, um, as you know, I'm a Spartan racer, and um, I'm also a Spartan race ambassador, um, but on the side, I'm also an athlete, so I run races. Uh, usually, I run the races by myself first, in elite ca- a category or age group category, and right after, I go and get gather my group, my team, and I go again on the course. So, usually, I do two races each time. Nice. And um, this was the time for the Spartan Race World Championship that happens every year, um, and this year was again in Lake Tahoe, California. Usually, it happens in the same venue. Maybe next year will happen in another uh, venue. So I was at the World Spartan Race World Championship uh, representing my country, Venezuela, and. Um, I was really happy to be qualified you can because uh very few you got to be a very good athlete or you have to you know get the the right points and rank, good ranking to to be qualified and I'm happy that I, I qualify for the world championship I was among the strongest athletes on the planet you can say because this sport is really complete mm-hmm. and it's not all, not only about speed but strength so yeah I was really Honored and happy to be there. Um, It was a a Sunday, September 27th, I think. And um, it snowed pretty hard. So we started the race with the snow, very heavy snow. And um, we were supposed to climb two mountains. The first climb was, I think the altitude was about um, 2,600 meters and and then there was another mountain, like a little smaller, but there was another climb. Um, we started again. We started with heavy snow. It was freezing. Uh, doing obstacles uh, along the course uh, under the snow, everything was super slippery. Whatever obstacle that had to be to do with weights became heavier because accumulating the like the water and carrying the extra water. Yeah, exactly um we even had a swim at the top of the mountain there was a small lake so we had to do the swimming really freezing freezing almost the water was almost like um freezing and um you know even that i managed to to do okay like i did pretty good i just put on a mental state of like calmness focus on the breathing and movement, never stop. Once you touch the water on your inside, never stop moving. Mm -hmm. And I came out, I was shaking, but still I managed to get my clothes out of the bag, put it on and continue my race. And I went down the hill. I did the obstacles. I went back up. And on my way down, um, just a couple miles to to get to the finish line, we had the last three obstacles. That was the uh, tire flip, the A-frame cargo and the Hercules hoist. And then and and after the Hercules hoist, there was the finish line. So I could see the finish line. I was so close. Like I was just a couple meters away from the um, finish line after surviving this whole thing, this whole mountain and, and weather condition. It was really tough. And in the world championship, they make everything heavier and longer. So all the obstacles are supposed to be well, almost all are supposed to be heavier if it's weight obstacle or longer if it's like monkey bar Everything or a is twister. More challenging. Yes, yeah. of course it's the world championship. So, um, I was at the tire flip. It was the f- the first of the last three obstacles to finish, and uh, this tire flip was four hundred pounds. It's nice. like one hundred and eighty kilos. And um, it was pretty hard to get it off the ground because mm-hmm. it was laying on the pavement, and there was no way for you to, you know, put your fingers through and have some grip and lift it up. You kind of have to use your body weight to bring it up Try a few inches, and then slide your fingers through or your or your feet, and then you know bring it up. So um, you have to do two flips. And uh, I did the first one, I managed to do the first one and I was like, okay, I can do this. But obviously, that takes a lot of energy. It requires a lot of energy and I was already drained on that first uh, flip. Um, I tried a second flip and um, when I was halfway through on my last push, I slipped. Uh, My body went straight down to the ground and I was not fast enough to remove my hand out of the Uh. way. So the whole um, 200 kilos, almost 200 kilos landed on my hand and smashed my hand, um, giving me um, a few fractures in the middle of the hand and almost all the fingers. Yeah. Lucky for me that the tire landed on my watch. Kind of like, you know, took some of the shock and then moved to my hand. But still, um, yeah, I'm happy that it was not on the wrist, but it was on fingers yeah because it would have been worse no i can i can
0: like i I can't imagine yeah (laughs) it sounds like an absolutely horrific yeah it
1: was it was painful you know it was in that moment i was obviously full of energy and i was just it was the adrenaline in my body was just flowing because i was coming down from the the mountain and i just wanted to finish i was obviously you know just focused on my um on my target which was finish, and you know you're representing your mm-hmm. country you are ambassador yeah, you have course. to you know try your best and Pretty give your best, your best. Yeah. and uh unfortunately my thumb uh cut open right in the middle so the nail from like the nail from the inside the, the inner part of the nail came out um it was bloody and my fingers were all twisted like it was it was awful um and uh i was just um on the ground um in agony i was just (laughs) yelling like no no this can't be happening to me um after five minutes um of waiting for the um medical assistance i was like i gotta finish this like i i was just told like do you want to do you want to continue because if the medical assistant comes and they'll take you off the course and you'll be disqualified that word triggered nah. my... I was like, no, I'm not going to get disqualified. Uh, I got the beanie from one of my friends. I covered my hand uh, and I just continue. I went over the A-frame. So A-frame cargo net is just a net. It's pretty high and it's super easy. You just go over the net and go down. So it's just in the shape of I mean, the A. I, I can imagine
0: it's quite easy if you have two fully functioning hands. Yeah, with yeah. one hand,
1: it's, it's still doable with one hand pretty easy just went up and down i slide down like going down and continue running obviously i was in pain but in the at the same time i was really overwhelmed with everything like look what happened to me but i'm gonna finish this i'm not gonna give up like dnf yeah yeah exactly it (laughs) was like no i'm not gonna get this qualified and the last (laughs) obstacle was the hercules hoist where, where you have to bring this heavy sandbag to the top by pulling the rope how heavy is the sandbag i think it's 52 kilos yeah um so uh obviously i couldn't do it i tried i tried you know holding it from one arm and i uh, using my body weight but i couldn't lift it an inch so i was like hey if you fail an obstacle in Spartan race you go- you have to do burpees so i went straight to do my burpees uh, i was doing burpees with one hand I was not using the other hand. Mm-hmm. I was bleeding. All the all the blood on the ground. Um, there were a bunch of people around me. Like, look at this dude. <laughs> Who is this guy? Who oh my is god! This guy? Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, why? <laughs> two. And I was just doing my one arm burpees and blood on the ground. And I was just. It was really um, overwhelming. And uh, finally finished my thirty, and I just ran straight at the finish line. I finished, I got my medal and I said, okay, I'm done. Take me to the hospital now, I'm ready. I'm ready to leave. I'm, yeah. I'm ready, just take my hand please, take care of it. But yeah, I, I finished, I finished and I was not going to give up. There was no way no, of course. that I was going to give up. I
0: mean, how how do you go about qualifying for the world championships? What are the, what are the requirements?
1: You have to run a lot of races mm-hmm. and um, usually... There's world championship in elite category and age group category, so either of those two, but you have to run more competitive level and um they will be giving you a number like okay if you got your ranking is above this number then yep. you are qualified you will be receiving this email um few months before the race sometimes one month before the race <laughs> that, oh, by the way you free yeah <laughs> you're, going you're to, qualified to race going. <laughs> yeah so that's how it's done, yeah. So,
0: obviously, you need to compete a lot of races. Your role as the Spartan Race ambassador to, is it just China or is it to...
1: Well, um, Spartan Race, the great thing about Spartan Race is that you can do it um, as a, you know, team building activity with yep. your friends. It's teamwork. You help each other. Have fun. You don't care about the time. You mm-hmm. don't care about your ranking. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You just go there and have some fun and, you know, maybe test yourself, challenge yourself see the obstacles and if you're competitive or if you really liked it and then you come back and start running solo but the first experience is, is recommended to do with your team and a lot of people and um and then there's the other category which is you know competitive so that's what makes this um um sport really interesting like it's it's, it's good it's not just a weekend event but it motivates you to do some serious sport and ser- to have some serious training so so yeah, that's how it's done. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: So, but how yeah. long does the how long does the World Championship last? Like, is it a, like an ultra in terms of length, or is
1: it like how many hours does it take you to complete? Well, um, or is it the twenty four hour? The World Championship that happens in Tahoe, mm. it's for Beast. So Beast is the twenty one k. We have three. We have different um, levels of in in the race. So we start with a sprint, which is. Uh, 6 plus K, sometimes it's 6.5, sometimes 7, like sometimes 5.5, um, and 20 obstacles. And then we go to super, which is 13 plus K, and we have, um, like say, we add 7 or 8 more obstacles. And then the beast is 21K, sometimes it's 22 or 23, and we have about 30, 31 obstacles. And after that is the ultra, Which is 50k, okay, and uh, more obstacles, of course. Obstacles, of course. Yeah, yeah. So this is in terms of like running distances, Mm -hmm. because we have Spartan in Spartan Race, we have distance um, races, and then we have endurance races. Mm -hmm. So we have these two categories of racing.
0: Which is your
1: preference,
0: the distance or the endurance?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's a tough question because I like both. I like both and I've been trying and doing both mm-hmm. so
0: yeah so say you say you're on a you're on a distance course what's going through your head from like at the beginning like you're at the start line you're obviously super motivated but then you're staring down what 50 kilometers yeah what happens to your emotions on on a literally on a journey or something like you that you definitely
1: have plenty of time to think yeah. <laughs> about a lot of stuff so you start thinking about, okay, what am I going to have for, uh, for dinner after this? Or I should have eaten more or I should have drank more water. Yeah, you start thinking about a lot of stuff. But um, the good thing about the ultra is that you do two loops. So like, say in the same course that you're doing the beast, you kind of do a first loop. You have a break, like a very short break where you get your hydration, you get your nutrition, and then you go again. Mm-hmm. again. But um, we have cutoff times for yep. ultra. So when you start, like, okay, this is your starting time and you have to be here in six hours on your first loop. So that keeps you motivated. Keeps you Definitely. Definitely. The cut times keep you pushing mm-hmm. all the way. Because um, before, at the very beginning, the, a lot of people walk in the course, yeah. So they were not Just even running and yeah. still earning the medal. Yeah. So this time we want to be more strict and mm-hmm. we want people to really push hard and, you know, run and try their best so they can earn that medal. Yeah. So that's why we're giving them the cutoff times. Mm-hmm. Going back to Tahoe, um, it was Beast uh, World Championship. So um, it's only 21K. Yep. But again, uh, the, the time of the year that we do this race, last year was the same last year. Was pretty cold, but it didn't snow. Mm-hmm. This year we had winter, winter. in in winter. a fall in a fall race. It was a race full autumn. It was an autumn race, but we had winter a winter race. So, um, yeah, the the, the these um, guys from the states they're so strong, they're so fast. They train a lot in the mountains, so of course they have really good performance. Mm-hmm. They're used to the weather. They are to do the ice baths mm-hmm. every time they swim in the very cold water. So all the competitors from this side of the world, from yeah. Asia, yeah. hot and humid countries, we were having a hard time adjusting to the temperatures, the mm-hmm. cold temperatures. Lucky for me, um, I kind of meditate all the time. So I'm always in a mental state and um, I just keep keep calm and focus on my breathing. Mm-hmm. And and that's how I managed to go through this very low temperatures which for me was the very first time to to do that like all the races that i've done through the year and since i started has have been in um let's say from really extremely hot like dubai for example early this year to very humid uh malaysia and and uh, singapore Mm -hmm. really hot and humid yeah of course um so yeah, my only experiences with cold races were in in the States, like Tahoe last year and, and New Jersey this year was cold. And again Tahoe, but this time was snowy. Like really cold, probably. Yeah. Cold. It was pretty cold. And then there is the Ultra World Championship, which is um it goes for twenty-four hours. Mm-hmm. So ultra the distance for ultra is 50k, yeah. but they set up the course and they say, yeah. okay, go for 24 hours as many times as you can. So the person that does uh, more loops. loops. How long is one loop? It's 50k, I guess. Just, 50, like, just y- a 50k, 50K loop. You just keep doing. 50k, just keep on going. And you have to go through every single obstacle and you have to keep on going. So f- we, have this, um, we have this prize in Sparta this year. That if you got first place in the three world championships of Spartan, mm-hmm.
0: you so will. So that's the the ultra, the beast, and the super.
1: It, it was no, it was the world championship in Tahoe. Okay. The, um, uh, Sparta World Championship, which which is happening next weekend, in Greece. Oh, mm-hmm. awesome! And then Switzerland. So the ultra world championship. So if you got first place on in the three of this you were going to win $1 million. That was the prize. Wow. That was the motivation right there.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's <laughs> a financial carrot not to be sniffed at, isn't yeah. it? Sure. I mean, yeah. So Spartan in China has been running since 2016 now. That's correct. Yeah. How has it developed as a sport? Because obviously like, obstacle course racing in the States and in Europe is big. Like, yeah, There's, there's something happening near enough every weekend. But it is. Asia seems at the moment like quite an immature market, and especially China. So mm-hmm. how, how have you seen the, the obstacle course
1: racing scene develop here? It's growing. It's growing pretty fast. Yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing the, the feedback that we get from, from the racers and how much they like it and the, the growth that we have inspired by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started in 2016 with two races. Uh, that was my first experience, 2016. And I got hooked ever since. In uh, 2017, we had more cities. We got Shanghai, Beijing, Shenzhen. And I think that was... Yeah, I think that was it. Um, then 2018, we added more cities. Like last year was incredible. We had Xiamen, we had uh, Hanzhou. We have different cities besides the major cities. And uh, Sometimes we do same cities twice because people just want to go. And, and, you know... Uh, we're having in each event, uh, could be either just on a Saturday or a Saturday and Sunday, from 5,000 to 10,000 people. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And we also have Spartan Kids. So last weekend, we had Spartan Kids in Beijing, and it was the biggest Spartan Kids event ever in the world. It was 15,000 kids. Wow. 15,000 kids running the Spartan. Kids just oh, one race, yeah. So it's not just about adults yeah. playing in the mud, but kids also <laughs> kids playing in the mud as well. They have the right. They have yeah. the right to play. And now the whole family is involved, and you get to see a lot of Spartan families yeah. on the on the ground. How many?
0: What's the most generations you've seen in a race? Have you seen any of the grandparents competing at all? Or?
1: In China, yeah. I've seen a few. I've seen a few, and it's really good. It's yeah. it's nice to see them on the course. Because I know there are many tough grandpas in oh, China. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh I think the eldest one that I've seen was sixty-nine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was in Beijing. Mm-hmm. But there's there's one man in the States, he's a, he's a cancer survivor, like he's been through a lot and he's seventy two and he's running a lot of races every year. Like last year he did nine or ten Spartan races. He completed all the levels like, you know, when you complete Spartan, Spray Super and Beast, you put all, they give you a finisher medal and behind it, they give you a wedge, like a piece of a medal Mm -hmm. It's part of a phase of Spartan, like like this part, for example. Mm -hmm. So they give you wedge for each race, each level. And when you finish those three levels, you can put those wedges together and you form a trifecta. So that's really inspiring for people because when they start with the shortest distance, they go like, what is this? Oh, this is a piece of apostle that you have to complete yeah, if sure, you keep on going forward. Oh, yeah. So okay, let me go for the super, and then you got these two pieces, and there's one last space there. Like you wanna, you wanna put it there. You can't leave that you space. Can't, the you can't. You just can't <laughs> leave the the phase incomplete. Yeah. So, yeah, this uh, grandpa, he he finished three trifectas last year, and I think he was going for six trifectas this year. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, that's
1: so it is inspiring because uh, this whole idea of doing trifectas um really motivates people mm-hmm. to go forward, forward, yeah, and forward and they see an amazing change in their in their health and mm-hmm. body condition and yep. you know because anyone can do it, any size, any age, anyone can do a spawn race. Uh, it's, it's just all in here and once you get started you definitely go back home yeah. a different person and you just want to train harder and you want to do it again do better mm-hmm. do more and get more trifectas yeah of course you need the ornaments yeah so that's what that's yeah. the, we call these people trifecta hunters, yeah. yeah, hunters or ch- yeah trifecta hunters or trifecta chasers that belong to the trifecta tribe
0: so once yeah. you've
1: got one that's it you it, need another you need it exactly yeah. Yeah. So you
0: mentioned that you you run solo, but then after you've run your solo race, you'll go back and do the team race. Exactly. Um, what is the most inspiring thing that you've seen on one of those team races? Because like, I'm assuming these people, they're not going to be professional athletes. They're not up for these things. They're so not. What happens with these? You know, things? even like if,
1: though yeah, sorry, even though I I run um, elite, yeah. and I'm I'm like I'm I was I wasn't a very competitive person before. Even though I've been into sports for some time, mm-hmm. um, I really don't have this, um, let's say, competitiveness. Like I need to be the number one. Mm-hmm. I just do it for for the passion and love of the sport. And um, I've, I've been trying to 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 you know to uh, to change into more um, competitive. And um, at the same time, I want to keep people coming for yeah. the races. And what I've been doing since I became a fitness coach in the city is always motivating them to do something different, to do something good, to just go out and Put try something new yeah. and, and, and you know, telling them, like, you can do it. And especially when you have a team, you can do anything. Like, you can overcome any obstacle together as a team. And that's the whole point. And from the very beginning that I formed the teams, I, I work on them and I tell them, it's a team race you're not going to start and go by yourself and like what's the point if you signed up for a team is because you're going to stay with you're the team, with team yeah. so it's, it's hard to work with different people because some obviously train harder than others and they don't see it fair mm-hmm. that this person who never trained or who's overweight uh, is not going to be as fast as me and i want to be faster and i want to Like, I just remove this from their head and I say every time, every training that we have, I try to make it as close as possible. We make this team super, super close that on race day, they just forget about themselves and they just think about the team as one. So we start running together. We do one obstacle. We wait for every single one of them. And after everybody's through the first obstacle, we move to the next obstacle I give them the freedom to go fast if they want to go fast. But after they do the obstacle and when we are on the course, I I have a lot of uh, tutorials how to do the obstacle. So obviously, I share this in the group and we have some trainings on weekends and we try out some of the obstacles. Mm-hmm. And um, I give them the freedom, like, go ahead and try the obstacle by yourself. If you fail, there are obstacles that you can try multiple times. Uh if you f- keep on failing, we can help each other. We can mm-hmm. help you. There are, there are there are some obstacles where you can't help each other, like spear throw. That's Not it's cheap. just one attempt, and if you missed it, uh, burpees. burpees. Go ahead and do your burpees. Um, and the rope climb. There's no yeah. way that you can help somebody get to the very yeah. top and ring that bell, but motivate at the bottom. You know. You can may give you know you may give the hand to push or the shoulders to stand to stand on, but it's still there's st- the bells, still some distance yeah. to to ring the bell, and um, those are the only two obstacles where people mostly have to do burpees. But the rest, um, we always help each other. And um, from this year, I started this new thing because a lot of people cheat on the course; they don't do like the burpees properly. Or, okay. Yeah. They don't do the burpees properly or they just like go on and skip the burpees. You know, and that's not fair. And that's not the, the whole point of doing a spawn race. Yeah. Spawn race is to teach you and to motivate you, inspire you to become a better human, to mm-hmm. evolve. And uh, so I tell them like, if you all fail the spear throw, wait on this side. So we wait for every single one to throw that spear. And we know who failed. We know who didn't fail. 90% fail mm-hmm. and uh, then we all gather together and I count the burpees for them and we do the burpees together as a team and it looks pretty pretty good and it inspires a lot of racers on the course because they're like oh look they're doing the burpees together let's do the burpees together mm-hmm. too because otherwise it just start like five ten nobody's watching well, okay right. I'm leaving I'm, yeah. I'm done because people think that um there's always going to be a volunteer or a camera for you counting the burpees for you. That's that's not going to happen. It only happens in elite or age group categories where there will be judges and referees. But in the open category, where there's lots of people, you have to. It's it's up to you. How do you want to play this game, and how do you, do you want to be fair or not? So, I have one story. Um, there there there's this um, lady who was in my team, uh, he wa- uh, she, um, she did the Sprint in the Super in Shanghai and she wanted to complete the trifecta. She was really motivated and she really wanted to do it. And she liked my teams, like mm-hmm. she always saw videos and how we stayed together as a team and we did pretty good as a team. And we formed a team of nine uh, racers to go to Malaysia nice. December last year and it was a beautiful race we started and uh again all together as a team everything is good and she started cramping like she felt she felt pain on the knees like i obviously i stayed with her to give her all the support i gave her my shoes i gave her my socks like what do you need you know it was part of the race that i was running bare feet because i just wanted to make sure that she was all right and she had everything she needed to finish obviously she was complaining she was mm-hmm. like oh my god i'm too old for this why am i doing this my grandchildren my son like she was just like thinking about the whole family out, yeah. and i'm too old for this i'm not gonna do this again and uh, I, i'm gonna give up and i was like no you just finish don't 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 worry like let's just finish you already started and you've you've done already uh, most of the race and you, you've been through a lot so I'm gonna stay with you oh what about the team I want to give up the ambulance is right there let's continue and don't worry about the team I told the guys guys go ahead stay together but go ahead and finish mm-hmm. not stay with her so yeah we took longer than than, than we expected and uh, it's fine like we don't care about the time she finished obviously very proud very accomplished feeling very accomplished Came back to China with her medal and uh trifecta. She was happy. She was a badass grandma. And uh I don't remember. I think she was 65, 69. I don't know. Uh Like she was, yeah, she was hardcore. She was getting that, yeah. And um, she's from the States. And um, you know, like a few weeks later, like a few weeks after the race she found out that she got first place in her age category. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she was like, Richard said, I can't believe this. I got first place. And I was like, of course you got first place. I mean, look at you. You're a tough cookie. And look what you've done at your age. You're amazing. Yeah. You're amazing. So she was like, you know, after that, she, was, she came back to life. She was like even more motivated than when yeah. she started she wanted to do it again. Even though she was complaining during the race, she gave me a very nice gift, like um, a necklace with a Spartan uh, helmet, like in the back it says, you are a true captain, mm-hmm. you're an inspirer, like you did pretty good, thank you Richardson. That's really nice, like it's it's good to get this kind of feedbacks from yeah. people who Those, think that yeah. they can do it. And, Those you know,
0: gestures from helping people in a situation whereby like they are going to be like way outside of their <laughs> yeah. comfort zone anymore if you're 65 and you're running a spot and was this the ultra that she was running it in? was the beast it was 21k it's tough i'm running 21k at 65 in malaysia so disgusting humidity yeah fair, fair yeah pay. and no
1: obstacles fair, fair, so yeah this year she's back she's yeah. back on how many she done this year I don't remember, but she's been doing some races. And she's back on training. She's doing all my Spartan challenges and everything. Like she's she's amazing. This is one of the best stories that I have. Like, yeah. Obviously, um, everybody uh, feels really accomplished and, and proud mm-hmm. after the race. And yeah. a lot of people come back to me and say, Richardson, thank you so much. I never thought that I, mm-hmm. could, I could do this ever. And, uh, you know, when I saw the videos on TV or when I saw all those videos on social yeah. media about Spartan Race, they were so intimidating like i can never do that but with my help mm-hmm. and my um in them that they can do mm-hmm. it uh and, and as a team you can do it yeah. they were able to to do not only the sprint but complete trifectas yeah, and you know an achievement th- When you do one race, you are like, yeah, I'm proud. I'm a Spartan. But when you have a trifecta in your hand, you're a badass. Like I'm a a badass Spartan. Look what I've done. Like you just want
0: to show it to everybody. So what do you think is driving this massive growth in obstacle chaos racing? Like the world over, it's this huge upward trend. What are people getting from these experiences that they're not getting from something else? Like, you know the, there's the, obviously something there. As a sports what person what
1: I would say is that OCR is now becoming an official sport. Yeah. It will become. it will be part of the uh Olympics, the next Olympics. What in Tokyo? In Tokyo. So, yes. Oh. And we are working on this. We are yeah. working this. We even have OCR championships in in Europe and, yeah. and 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 other continents and uh we are building this community and the, the like in my case, for example, I love sports and I've always been doing sports. I was a former inline skating and I uh, was, yeah, I, I love adrenaline, speed, mm-hmm. and I was always doing sports on wheels and, and uh, I did some baseball and I, I, I like sports. But they don't give you the satisfaction that you get on doing this because one of the reasons is like it's endurance because you have to run. And one of the things that I hated most was running because I was on <laughs> wheels and I got speed on wheels, yeah. but getting off the skates yeah, yeah. to run, it's, it was, it was hard for me, but. Let's dig into that for a while. Yeah. So
0: you were a um, professional inline speed skater. Yeah. Was, was this in a home in Venezuela? I was in Venezuela. Yeah. Yes. How do you, how does one get into inline speed skating? I mean, well, I've believe- not heard a huge amount about the scene. I'm not saying that it's not there, but. How it does was, one get into it?
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think as as it started when I was a kid because mm-hmm. I had a skateboard and then I jumped. I broke my skateboard and then everybody was uh, having uh, skates like yeah. rollerblades and I'm like, okay, I'll get a pair too. But I really liked the skate, the skateboard. Um, I think I started when I was ten uh, on the skates and I've been. I've, I did it for over twelve, thirteen years before coming oh. to China. Yeah. Yeah. So I really love skating. I was skating everywhere. I, I would go to school, I would go to college, I would, anywhere I would go, I would just bring my skates and I'll just uh, rollerblade everywhere I wanted to and uh, it gave me a lot of satisfaction, like the speed and mm-hmm. the power that I had on my on, mm-hmm. on with my legs. Yeah, yeah, on my feet.
0: So then this is giving you the speed element and obviously you're getting like you're getting some adrenaline from this as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but then 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 yeah, going going back to that, the strength like there's not many chances for you to do what we do in Spartan. Like you don't, on your daily life, you become a person that you forget those things that you used to do as a kid. You used to climb over walls. You used to jump over stuff. You used to climb, do monkey bars. All those things were so easy when we were kids. And, uh, we just forget that how, how, how fun it was. It was so much Mm. fun. And, Doing sprint race gives you the chance to do it again, yeah. so to be a kid again, yeah. and even though it, is, it may be seen as a, as a game or as just as a playground uh, obstacle, uh, is actually challenging, and, and it, is, it builds strength on your body. So it makes you strong, uh, much stronger in every muscle of your body because you're, you're you're running, but you're running in different path so Mm -hmm. that's the beautiful part of Spartan Race it makes you travel it makes you see the world I've been all over this year I've been to Dubai I've never ever thought that I would be running a health marathon in the desert and uh, (laughs) it was it was it was a tough experience because running on this in the sand is much tougher than you think it's much tougher than running in the mountain much much tougher like I had to take off my shoes every other hour and i was building mile, yeah. i was building sandcastles with my toes inside <laughs> my shoes seriously i was just like oh my god a lot of shoes a lot of sand and um i've been to singapore malaysia uh, new jersey all over like there, there are races everywhere and they make sure that they they build this race the course by a very nice and breathtaking place like we had the Asia Pacific Championship in Beijing, well, close to Beijing, it was in Chongli, Changchako. It was it was this ski resort, the Taiwu yeah. ski resort. The views like were incredible, yeah. breathtaking. Everybody was so high. we were running at the top uh, along these huge windmills, and uh, it was just beautiful, beautiful.
0: Yeah. yeah. So is it providing people with? This almost primal experience—that's it's experience. Lacking, it's experience. lacking from day to day. Yeah,
1: exactly. You yeah. do. You get to do stuff that you don't do every day, yeah. and you get to travel and see the world. And the yeah. community is really good. The Spartan yeah. community is so amazing. We all support each other. We all like help each other in anything you need. Yeah. And wherever you see a person wearing a Spartan T-shirt, you know it's like you're my brother. Yeah. Come on. What do you need? What do you where do you are you do? from? Yeah. Like we just start talking about it. and mm-hmm. Where have you done your races? and where are you going next and you know it's all about planning the next race Mm -hmm. like you just can't finish one race without start thinking about the next one yeah because it's that exciting and that fun
0: so what is the the single greatest challenge that you faced on the course when you've been in a race and what's the one like one thing that's happened to you like cycling your hand obviously (laughs) the way you just come up against yourself almost come up against that your monkey mind. And you're thinking, am I going to finish this? Yeah. It,
1: you know, um, I would say the jet lags Yeah. <laughs> because I've been doing, like I said, I've been doing races all over the world. And sometimes I've been doing races, um, back to back. So, um, I went to New Jersey last time, no, last time I was in Tahoe. And right after Tahoe was Malaysia. So I went from the very cold with um, 15 hours, no, 18 hours difference of my time here in China, straight to Malaysia with only one day difference. So I didn't have enough time to climatize my body, to adjust to the local time. And I was running with this terrible, terrible jet lag. So I almost passed out twice uh, during the race. Because I, my mind, my heart wanted to give everything and go as fast as I could, but my body was shutting down. Yeah. So it is hard to do races uh, every like following weekends in from different continents, mm-hmm. different time zones. Because uh, you don't have enough time to adjust. Because it would take you a few days to yeah. adjust. For like me, it like, takes like five, yeah. five to so six. What,
0: when you're in that situation where you can you can feel your body starting like starting to shut down, you're. Your head is in the right place, but the body is just not doing what you want it to. What's what's going through your mind then? Like, what do you? What's your? What does your self talk look like
1: in that situation? Um, I just I always think that go keep on going, keep on going, keep on going, never stop. Like, don't stop. I uh, may take a break or two, get some soul tablets or energy gels, and just keep on going. Like, I never want to stop, no matter what, no matter mm-hmm. what I feel. I'm never going to stop, so that's what I keep on telling in my mind. Like, don't stop. Just keep on going. You're going to do this. You're strong. You, you've you done this before. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. So I just keep on telling myself this. Is that mindset something that you've
0: always had, or is that something that you've seen develop and refine as you've done more and more of these races?
1: I think I was always into challenges, and I like challenges. And I really enjoy... Uh, what challenges come in life, and I embrace it, and I find a way to get around it yeah. or to overcome it. So I think that's one of the reasons I really like Spartan Race mm-hmm. because it's challenging. It and even even you do um, the same obstacles all the time because it's pretty much traveling to a different venue, different yeah. environment uh doing the same obstacles i mean a lot of people say okay what's the point you're just repeating over and over the same don't you get tired and i'm like no because you never know you never know the conditions you never know the people around you you never know what happens you never know the obstacles are not set up exactly the same um sometimes we have really mean setups and they're set up that way to make the race more exciting So, sometimes we have this dunk wall that you have to go inside the water, like rolling mud. And then donk wall that you have to put your whole body inside under the water, go under the, this uh, wall. And right after, we have a sleep wall. So, it's just a wall that is inclined, inclined and you have to try to go over it. There's a rope, of course, but it's super, super, super slippery. Mm-hmm. Or after all these water obstacles, we have the Alice Gary, which is 52 kilos, very hard. Uh, ball very heavy, and is there's no way for you yeah, to like grip. have grip on it. So yeah, it's 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 exciting and it's challenging every time. Every and every race is different. Nice. So I like yeah. challenges. Uh, challenge. One of the things talking about challenges. Uh, one of the things that I'm really enjoying about being injured <laughs> is that um, uh, last week I did my race, my first post surgery race. I had I had surgery two weeks ago actually. Nice. And uh, uh, two days after surgery, I went to to train my my members, my team members, because they had the race in Hangzhou, and it happened last week. So um, I did the race. I did the race. I, I, they thought that I was just going to be supervising and, and nah. recording, recording the videos for them, but uh, I tried. So for me, it was fun to see my... My limitations, but also adaptations, Mm -hmm. and find some new ways to go over those obstacles with a disability. Mm -hmm. And it was fun to discover uh, new ways, and uh, I managed to do almost all the obstacles and two weeks two days ago i was in we were doing the race shaman mm-hmm. it was again it was a different environment totally different uh new situation feeling.
0: new feeling new situation yeah.
1: and it was a super so the one we did last week was uh sprint and it was easy i mean i just did a couple of obstacles and that was it but then super is longer distance more obstacles higher walls and uh, it was fun yeah. it was it was Super challenging, but fun. It's and a whole
0: different setup, isn't it? Like, you can imagine having three out of four limbs where you're used to racing in one way and then you're coming out of surgery and you're dealing with that. It's like, okay, well, I've got to do all of this, but I also have to manage this at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I met my nemesis during the race. I I totally forgot that I was going to do the tie flip. <sighs> and when I saw the tires from distance, I was like, you. Oh, my nemesis, what am I going to do with you? But of course, I knew that the tires were Much lighter. It was not the world championship. It was not any championship. So I knew that it was going to be lighter and there was grip. So I'm like, I was like, I was watching the guys doing it and I'm like, okay, it seems lighter. I'm going to give it a try. Here's my phone. Mm -hmm. And um, I did it. I, I flipped the tire twice with one arm one yeah
0: (laughs) psychologically like coming up against something that like a couple of weeks previously has smashed up your hand yeah are you worried
1: about what's going to happen i was i I was i was i was pissed i was pissed because um there there were i was going to run all these races that i've that i've done like uh hanjo Xiamen, there is shenzhen there is hong kong trifecta week and and then oman um i was planning to run elite and then with the teams like I always do. So um it was disappointed that I was not going to be able to compete because you know if you compete you got to be fast and you you're not thinking about techniques and be careful yeah. don't 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 hurt your hand. But yeah, I was just disappointed that I couldn't run like compete run the race you wanted. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I was I was concerned about the grip. I've been trying to, you know, move my my fingers around and stuff. But The problem is that I got a fracture here in the middle of the hand so it's not easy to have the full flexion of the fingers full range full, full range and uh i'm just going easy on this but still i'm moving around i was just concerned about the grip and i asked the doctor like am i gonna be able to have the strength and grip on my hands and he was like yeah fine don't, don't worry about it it's not a big thing yeah, so give it time and i will come back yeah i'll just give it time i think this is gonna take uh i don't know half a year to be back in normal be back stronger
0: than ever i'm sure he will
1: yeah
0: yeah okay so one one last thing yeah. um one question that i like to ask or my mm-hmm. guess is one of the like, one of the purposes of this podcast is exploring like the link between mental health and sport um me personally i've dealt with depression for a huge amount of my life and i found that sport of some capacity so it could be for example running or lifting or jiu-jitsu or something like that has been a really good way of managing like the day-to-day struggles I may be experiencing so in your experience as an ambassador like what would be one thing that if there was someone that's listening to this conversation at the moment and they find that they're really struggling what would be one thing that they could do that would give them significant instant improvement
1: mm. um it's hard to, to not to think about that because you always want to stay positive, <laughs> you know, about everything. And uh, everything we've been talking about, it's positive and mm-hmm. inspiring and motivating. But the best thing you can do is just get get out, go out and try. Mm-hmm. I mean, just there's, there's just one way to know if you can do it, and it's just try, give it a try. Don't be afraid, and uh, don't think that you can't do it. Because again, you you can do this, and. Most importantly, of course, if you have a good team and a good coach, and hopefully you'll find a good coach to inspire you and to to give you all the support you need, but you you can do this. You can do this. And um, you're going to definitely not only improve physically, but you grow mentally. You, you grow, you get tough. You get really mentally tough. And um, the beauty about this is that you start with this uh, inter... Um, Distance events like running, sprint, super beast, whatever. But then it goes to the endurance part, and that's what I wanted to say. That um, people like some people like pain, some people like this uh, tough uh, moments, and uh, because they get back a lot of energy out of it, and they get power, and they get stronger because they know it's gonna be tough, but you're gonna become better. And um, that's what we do in the endurance uh, Spartan races. We have this called hurricane heats. So we have hurricane heats, four hour, 12 hours and 24 hours. And during these events, uh, it's all about teamwork. And uh, it's not just you, but you and your teammates and you will do a lot of stuff together. And the longer the time, the sometimes it will become uh, like have teamwork event and have um solo event but you're always working on your mind and we want to in the 12 hours for example we want to somehow break you but we are breaking you so you can come back up and be stronger and and evolve and, and in the end you're just you just become a beast you just you anything You can do anything, Like everything is possible. You just go out and you are like, I've just done a 12 hours torture event, but it was great. I feel great Mm. and I can do it again and again and I want more, you know? So go out and try, give it a try, don't be afraid. Like do your first, uh, have your first experience. Um, I would suggest you do have it with a team. To try a sprint, for example, and see how you like it. But I'm pretty sure that you're gonna like it. Like, yeah. There's no person on earth that has that I've met that has done a sprint race mm-hmm. and did not like it, or did not change, or did not like have this feeling of achievement, even though it was just one race. No matter how many races you do, so
0: perfect. perfect. Put yourself out there, suffer, and see what comes
1: back i'm pretty i can assure yeah. you it's going to be positive and it's going to be yeah. great awesome fantastic i think that is the perfect place to finish richardson
0: thank you very much thank you um thank you it's my honor keeping keeping an eye on your progress with your hands and i will probably see you at an event somewhere in china <laughs> yeah quite soon i've been been looking for somewhere to suffer so see you please soon come sure. you're gonna
1: love it yeah, <laughs> it's gonna guaranteed. be fun thank you man thank you thank you for the invite it's my pleasure
0: That was Rolling forward. I hope you enjoyed listening to this as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you enjoyed this episode or you feel that there is something that I should be talking about or someone that I should be talking to, please don't hesitate to get in touch. The most effective way to do that is to leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcasting app you are listening on. I will read any and all reviews, so please leave me your comments so I can provide you with even more value. Again, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next time.